I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. With everything going on right now, your rest is so important. That's why we're having the biggest MyPillow sale ever. Not only are my bed pillows as low as $19.98, but you can get the best body pillows ever. Regular $89.98, now only $29.98. Take your rest on the go with our Roll and Go Anywhere My Pillows for only $14.98. And we have our new couch and accent pillows. They aren't just for looks, they have My Pillows patented adjustable fill that gives you that amazing My Pillow comfort. In this. Think about it. Everything's polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on uh, 92 FM tonight. It feels like a nice, clean little band. Oh, no, isn't it? Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere. Uninvited. Dirty thought, a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. It's 5 o'clock. You care what the mainstream media says? Hey, hey, what's up, family? You out there? Y'all listening? Coming to you. From behind enemy lines in Chirac, Illinois. Whose idea was it to pour that last drink last night, Belushi? Damn it. What's up, brother? Good to see you out there, man. Got into a philosophical religious discussion till about 5 o'clock this morning. (laughs) Got anything better to do all night long besides sit around and (laughs) jibber-jabber? I don't, I got, I figure, you know, um, I could toss and turn in bed all night. <clears throat> I could read the books that I've been trying to read forever, uh, which is on my list. I could read the Bible more. That's on my list too. But I could also kind of sit around with some people, some great patriots, just kind of hang out, listen to some discussions that Sean and I and others were having last night. And, um, you know, Johnny Q and, and, um, and Sean were having a, a pretty awesome discussion about, those we've lost through the journey, um, and it, um, you know, it's so hard to think about all those things and all of the people that we've, you know, made avatar relationships with. We've talked kind of a lot about this recently where, you know, it's kind of a weird thing to to research on HN with a bunch of avatars and then now kind of you know, and then be online avatars, Anons, right? And and not really have a face and name behind all of this. Um, but through the journey, you, you come to know the avatar, <laughs> right? You, you come to, you, you build a relationship with, with one such RP4L, 
for instance, right? And and they're always there listening and they're respectful to chat and they and they add to the content and they are excited about the information being presented and it's and so you kind of create this kind of relationship with an avatar. And then through this journey over the past several years, I've had the opportunity to um, put a camera on me and then like real life, the experience of meeting all of you great people and, and having to be able to put um, faces, names, and hugs behind some of the great patriots that have been part of this movement and, and um, deeply involved with all of us as avatars. And so Sean Anon and Johnny Q, who's a great patriot, uh, doing great work with Diddy over there recently. Um, if you haven't been checking them out, uh, you know, you, that's the kind of stuff that I love seeing happen. You know, that local, what can you do locally and then take an action locally on top of it? It's freaking beautiful to watch. More of us should take that example and probably do more. And I think uh, as my life, you know, I, I was uh, in a position in Wisconsin to where I was going to probably run next year. Um, for some type of office, either, either a county commissioner, um, local rep, uh, something. I was, um, I was, I was ready to roll. I, I had, um, all of my, uh, <laughs> all of my plans ready to go. Um, and so of course now I'm having a little bit of a hitching a giddy up in my personal plans, but that does it's not going to change where I take uh, my goals and what I want to do with the knowledge that I have and things like that. But in the meantime, we, we start to have, we, we've, we, we're coming out of our little, little corners of the internet, you know, our, our little, our little Schrodinger's box, right? And, and there's, there's been so many people that have been in their own little Schrodinger's box in the internet, thanks to our U.S. government um, and big tech putting us in these different areas of the internet where we don't, we don't interact with each other. We, we don't share information. And while we're given the same set of facts or the same data set, we, we all have found truths or versions of those with the same data sets. And not all of our conclusions throughout that process were the same. And while all this is happening, while we're all, while, while all of that dynamic is happening of, of hive mind research, of the relationships being built, of, of the just V's and the many others out there who have, um, you know, 80 years or so of, of life experience around them that can, with, with the best of intentions, help shape the debate. My second mom, Chris Schaus, Polidius, many of you, all of you out there, but especially my, my two mods that have been with me from the beginning through thick and thin. They have helped this show become what it has become. All of you have helped, have helped create this thing. This isn't my creation. I don't look at Uncensored Abe as me. I look at it as, as us and I always wanted to come up with a better name for, for the show, right? Some kind of digital soldier network thing, some cool tagline, right? Um, to, uh, to, to label the family that is us to give us a, a whatever, right? But the uncensored Abe thing is, is a, a phenomenon, not a phenomenon, a, a, um, 
its own thing. It it is an idea of being of attempting to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, lift others up as best we can. Boy, do I fail at that often. But the goal is, anyway, the the, the heart behind Uncensored Abe is, <laughs> is to lift others up, is to bring the ra- uncensored rants and the realness behind and, and the and what we're all feeling, pull that up from all of you. And then be a representative of your voice. That's always how I've tried to look at this. I've tried to bring information to you that helps me and us shape our worldviews together. And together through all of that, these relationships that are now um, becoming something special on the foxhole and other places, not just the foxhole, but all, but many places, you know. But the foxhole was something special. It, re- it really, really is. And if if you haven't checked it out yet, I understand that, you know, some of you may be hesitant and things like that. I understand that maybe when you first came to the platform, you had a bad experience, things like that. It's getting better every day. And because of all of all the great patriots behind the foxhole and everyone that's here uh, in general, we're going to continue to build these awesome relationships and have these awesome discussions and try to learn from each other and try to, to better each other um, every chance we get. And that is why I have been, you know, spending a lot of time on, on uh, different streams and, and trying to, um, you know, listen more, you know, um, you know, I, <laughs> Just because uh, I'm right all the time and I'm rarely wrong doesn't mean I have all of the answers. <laughs> uh, there's no there's no way to say that without just sounding like a prick. But you know what I'm freaking saying. You know, you've I've, bu- I've built a brand here of of trying not to mislead people. So then. People are like, well, you're so uppity and everything, and you got it all figured out, and what are you over here acting like a fucking prick for, man? That's not very godly, you hypocrite. You know? You you get that whole thing, that whole backlash of being this uppity person thing guy. Oh, he's a, he's Christian-like, and he uh, don't care for what you say around those Christian-like people. You don't want to offend him. You know, stuff like that. You, you get all of that. But in the end, all of these relationships, all of these, all of you people out there that have been with me for however long, you know, if you're, if you're new to the show or whatever, right? If, if, if you're, if you're, if you're here with me and you want to help me find the truth and help guide if I say something wrong or, or if, if I'm, I'm off base on something, I want, I expect to hear about it, right? That's what I love about it. That's the uncensored Abe. That's what we're building as a community. And, and I'm just loving the conversations. Um, <laughs> you mean you're not perfect? <laughs> um, but you see what I'm saying, right? Like I want, I, I have, I feel a strong responsibility to speak up on things that most people are like, why are you wasting your time on this and stuff? There's a reason behind everything and not everybody it's not, you know, not every message is for every person. Right. So like what we're, when we're having like these, these awesome discussions, we all tend to internalize 
everything. You know, we, we look inward on topics and, and criticisms and we, and we say, am I, you know, am I, am I, am I that person? Am I the one that is, that is, you know, the one I fear the most, the one that I'm trying not to be Am I So we all take those things in and the more we allow that and, and, and question ourselves and say, okay, you know, am I acting like that? Am I, am I that person? Do I need to, to have a little more self-reflection here? I'm thoroughly loving these discussions. And Belushi and I uh, had a drunken rant discussion about Christianity and, and, uh, and religion and the spirituality. I want to kind of continue that discussion a little bit today. I want to spend a little bit of time because I don't spend enough time um, professing my faith, I feel like. I don't spend enough time in public praying with people. I do look at it as a, as a private thing. I, I don't look at it as I have to... I have to act a certain way to for to you in order for you to accept I'm a godly man, right? I don't I don't I don't do things so that I feel the affirmation of of the people around me. I don't need that to understand that my relationship with God is special. I can't explain it, really. I can I can attempt to try to show you the things that the experiences that I've had that have been so powerful that make me believe in something more than what meets the eye. I can, I can put words to my faith and and show you experiences, but each experience on, on their faith is their own. Each person must find their relationship with God whoever that may be on their own and the question the question always is this are you your own god or is god within you and that fine line that 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 fine line of your your control needs of your life can be misrepresented as you are your own god as God within you makes you a, 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 your own type of deity or your own type of God. And the truth of what I have learned and my perspective of this is shaped in the Bible because the Bible warns us, it tells us that evil is within man. It is, it is inherent to man. So then if you allow that internal godly feeling of uh, God is within me, so therefore I am in control and, and I am godly, that becomes negative energy. It becomes negative energy. And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem, it doesn't appear that way to your internally, the way you internalize it because you, you don't, you don't think of it that way, but that when you, when we have this discussion, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, you know, when we have these discussions, if, if, if somebody says to me, I, I disagree with your line there of your, are your own God and God is within you. I disagree with your analysis of that because of Christianity's version of how they taught this. 
yet they are outwardly a godly person, try to lift others up, try to, to live in the footsteps of Jesus without maybe even realizing it, without even having, having ever even studied the, the footsteps of Jesus maybe. But their, who they are is, is, is still a godly type person, even though they don't believe in the God that I believe in. Is that I'm trying to pull that, that circle to dial that in. And that's kind of the discussion that we were having last night is how, how do you, you know, how do we understand this when everything we're taught is garbage? When the truths and the secrets of this discussion are, are secrets that we, we will probably won't know until who knows, right? But we've been taught to dislike or to question anybody who doesn't have the same view or understanding of God or faith, we've been taught to, to, sep to, to separate ourselves from anybody who doesn't have the same type beliefs as us. And this division of MAGA, of our country, of, of Democrats, Republicans, MAGA, and conservative, and ultra-MAGA, and pick a label. This division has been ingrained in humanity since our existence. <laughs> it really does feel like that our whole existence has been, has been ingrained into pointing fingers and hating others that think differently than us, that believe differently than us, that worship differently than us. <clears throat> and it's especially prevalent in MAGA because there are some unbelievably well-informed religious minds in this movement that can spout off Bible verses, knowledge behind them, the perspective behind them, and other stuff at the whim, <laughs> at the snap of a finger. Unlike me, I can't like I can I can I can sit here and just rant for you for 15 minutes like this, but I, I couldn't ever pull stuff like that from my brain that quickly. It's not my field of study, it's not my expertise, and so I don't try to do that. But this is part of shouldn't this this discussion among us, among not just MAGA, but truth seekers. It, shouldn't this discussion be allowed to be had and shouldn't we have it more? Shouldn't we have it more? Should we all look more inward, especially the evangelicals, especially the ultra-religious, any affiliation? Are, are we, is our God, is our Bible, is our religious teachings godly because we point fingers and limit our discussions and appreciation for other humans because they believe or don't believe the same that we do. And it's a discussion that I hope we can continue to have more often. 
uh, just pulling back, just p- pulling back some of the of everything that was going through my mind last night as my head went to the pillow at 5.30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> I like woke up this morning. Like, Who the hell's idea was it? I should have not poured that last. I should have had, I don't have anything else to drink in this freaking house. So it was either water or a light, <laughs> a light uh, Pepsi, basically. Um, but it's been fun. So I want to pull back on that today. And we're going to have a little discussion of... Pope Benedict the 16th, it is the time of the Antichrist. He apparently left a letter behind for us to read, and I want to read it for you. The Western Journal has an article out today, an op-ed out by Drollinger, a guide to biblical words that stump even seasoned Christians. I haven't read it yet, but it's uh, looking for uh, some headlines today to, to pull in more off of this topic. It's one I want to pull in as well. Logical fallacies. What are logical fallacies? And what can we learn? Can we learn from the tactics used by bots and government agents to learn to spot those tactics and then recognize them and then use them against the the person who's using them? And the problem with this is it can be you can literally get lost in logical fallacies all day long because we all use them (laughs) and we all shouldn't, especially me. So I'm going to give myself a research, a re uh, a rewind research lesson on logical fallacies because I want to elo- I want to re-elevate my debate again. There was a time where I wouldn't allow myself to get brought into the muddied waters of the debate, the lower ends of the debate. There was a time where I wouldn't allow the logical fallacies to even enter the debate. All I had to do was drop facts on them and then boom, walk away. And I'm going to I'm going to retrain my mind now that social media has retrained it again into into uh into that type so I, i'm working on that actively and i have been for over a year now and i want to continue to improve on it so there's that the coup we never knew victor davis hansen an article that i had out yesterday that i wanted to read for you that's in the mix today have you have you seen an aerial of italy i don't know where i found it but it's cool looking i got invited or um, am part of Open.Inc, <clears throat> excuse me, the Open.Inc uh, beta. <clears throat> and I want to show you the website and maybe do a quick couple live digs, show you what the site uh, is like. It's a lot like searching my hard drive right now. <laughs> In fact, I should just give um, Open.Inc access to my backup drive and it would improve the content on there immediately because <laughs> I have so much crap, dude. Anyways, it's all here somewhere. I don't know where even know where it all is. It's on one of four hard drives around here that are attached. So, you know, if I could figure out a way to collate all that, organize it, that'd be great. I'd actually be able to have to research my hard drive instead of, instead of searching my hard drive and hoping I can find the t- title of a document or something. Anyways, we're going to get into open.ink a little bit. Uh, Biden's back in the news. We're going to lead with that. Illinois is in the news. Fuck them. And a bunch of other random news throughout the day. A couple of cool threads I wanted to show you. Cheryl Atkinson back in the news, stuff like that. So that's kind of what I got lined up. But I want to start kind of here. Um, 
Well, actually, let me start by saying hi. <laughs> um, first of all, do you like the screen like that? Uh, for something a little different, um, most of the screen is is this screen. So something a little different to just kind of hang on. Tell me what your feedback is on it. Smaller, bigger, uh, brighter. I also have the, a different light on today, which is why this light behind me is blasting off behind me, hoping to bring a little more to that scene, but I don't know. So playing around with all that stuff still. Anyways, um, do me a favor when you get time, bookmark the website, uncensoredabe.com. You can find the podcast up on there, Pop, Poppy and iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, pick one of them. The downloads in the past two weeks on the podcast have been very, have been up across all platforms all around the world. Every single country is up which is awesome to watch. So all of you around the world that are listening to the Uncensored family, thank you all for listening, especially foreign intelligence agencies. Hopefully we're getting you better intelligence than anybody else does. Telegram, True Social, Twitter, Gab, and Facebook links are out there. That's where you can find out when I'm going to be going live. If there's breaking news, if there's stuff happening, expect me to go live and bring it to you. So keep an eye on my social media or tag whatever favorite platform it is for an alert. Foxhole has great alerts that'll tell your phone, hey, your favorite, your favorite content creator is live right now. You can get a text from it if you want some may think that that's intrusive it is it it is not a tracking mechanism of any kind but look it's if you're going to get an email what's the difference between getting an email and a text if you want to help uh get alerted for your favorite platforms when they go live the foxhole has a great platform for it twitch does as well d live rumble cloud hub and tiger network are also where you can find those live streams rumble sends you emails so that's kind of nice or if you happen to be in rumble it'll you know it's easy to pop up so that's kind of handy but if you want an alert the best way to go in my opinion is the foxhole.apps or uh, pill.net's uh, alert platform. It'll give you a text and you won't miss a show. Previous two shows always up on the screen and and as well as popular shows and stuff I think you need to see. If you still haven't watched the DSS censorship, have you all seen it yet? I realized that that last three and a half hours after we finally got the stream going was a lot of information, a lot to take in, but it's all extremely important. I'm very proud of that show. Those of you who listen that are going to be ahead of the game going into this year. If you have a foundational understanding of the DHS censorship leaks, then you're going to know where the rest of this this uh, year's going to go. If you want to help me keep the lights on, first of all, thank you all. Matt, if you're out there, thank you for the emergency drop to help me pay my rent. I, I'm boy is that right on time thank you all for your love support and prayers uh the bills got paid today and um see now i'm broke but hey um i got a house for another month so i got that going for me if you can help me keep the lights on cash at paypal patreon and buy me a coffee or how you can do that thank you all very much for your love support and prayers the best thing you can do just help share the stream on your favorite platform grab your favorite link drop it into your out there say hey come out and hang out with us uh my favorite content creator is live and if you should be here with me that's what i need you to do i need you to help spread the word because i can't get the word out there very good and uh you know maybe we'll bring somebody else in that's that's new to the show as well and that would be great by as you saw at the very beginning, buy me a pill, buy me a coffee, my pillow, buy me coffee, my pillow, uh, also sponsors the show. They have all of their overstock sales are 80% off right now. Now's your chance to get anything that you've been looking for, that you've been waiting for. Huge sales on everything at Uncensored on uh, um, mypillow.com backslash Abe. Use discount code Abe. The phone number's on the screen. That's a, that's a direct dial in 
to my uh, customer service person that, that knows that, uh, that you're calling under discount code Abe. So that number on the screen, the 800 number, you can use that 1-800-653-7856 or mypillow.com backslash Abe. If you want to send me an email a link, or get a hold of me, send me something in the mail. Peel box is at the very bottom of the screen and the email address. Thank you all for being here today. Everyone over there on Tiger Network, lurking and listening. Thank you, Jim, and everybody over there for all you do to help me restream to, to seven different platforms now. Thank you all very much. Rumble crowds out there lurking and listening. Elite is in the house. Much love. God bless you, Chris, Glenn, and all the other lurkers out there. Thanks for being here today, guys. Do me a favor. Hit that thumbs up plus button over there on Rumble. I appreciate you all for being here today, and God bless you all. Pill crowd in strong, in strong today. Thanks, guys, for being here today. I appreciate you all. Uh, bitch Tori's in the house. I got my order today. I'm loving my new body pill. Nice, 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 nice. Glad to hear that. And I did see uh, over the holidays, many of you guys did buy some stuff over the holidays, and I'm going to be getting a, a little back check from uh, from <laughs> very little. <laughs> I I probably make like, tens, like a dollar, uh, 10 cents on the dollar, but... You know what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's another way of, of paying my internet, right? Like if I get a check from my pillow, my internet gets paid that month or I can get a phone. That'd be cool. I'd like to have a phone besides, besides my little burner phone that I have. You ever, you guys, you guys use burner phones, my little flip burner phone. That's, I have that with uh, five people have that number now. So um, I'm going to be getting my phone back soon and all that stuff. But thank you guys very much. Pill Crowd Belouch, thanks for hanging out with me last night. It's been a fun discussion, bro. And I appreciate you uh, very much. Thanks for keeping me company pretty much all the time. If I'm always probably, if I'm not here, I'm lurking Belouch. I have uh, over here, I have my iPad that I Bluetooth to my home sound system. And I pissed the neighbors off. So I always have Belush on over here, and then I'm doing 10,000 things everywhere else. But um, check out Belush when you guys get time, especially on Sundays. All day long Sundays is my favorite. The Rasta Sundays is a, exactly what I need for a Sunday, bro. So thank you very much for all you do to help us, uh, you know, give us some some chill time. And then also to help uh, bring different ideas and, and perspectives to the debate as well, Belush. I love you, bro. And the rest of you out there as well. What did I just do? Uh, Son of a bitch. Samana I just uh, lost my spot in chat. So I have all of you out there that I missed. Sorry. Classical Chick, Belush, and who cares? Thanks for the gold pills today. All right. Um, let's start here. Where am I? My head's still spinning. That's what. <laughs> I dare you to start up a stream at three in the morning. <laughs> Fallen one? I don't know. It wasn't that late. I don't, you know, what time was it when you started? Like 2, 2.30? How the hell did we go for like four hours talking about nothing? Anyways, it was, must have been a fun discussion. All right. Uh, Greg Phillips announcing yesterday and today that the beta Open.Inc. has been launched and the attacks on him have have elevated again. Um, I don't know if you guys had a chance yesterday to watch Patriot Games episode with my brother, Trennis Evans. Um, those of you who have been listening out there know that uh, Trev, I consider Trennis to be a close friend, uh, somebody in the movement that I've had a chance to help elevate. And because of his elevation, he is now doing great things helping other people. Um, and so if you missed Patriot Games yesterday, I highly recommend you turn everything off and listen very closely to what they had, this, the discussion they have. Um, Shows like Patriot Games and what Greg does and, and Catherine and a bunch of other great Patriots out there where 
where I literally will put will put the show on and I'm like, okay, I'll do what I usually do, right? I'll have this over here, that over there, phone over here, this over there, my fishing show on over there. And so a fish comes on and I'm like, oh yeah. And then I miss what was being said. And I, I find myself rewinding and going back and spending another 15 minutes going back and missing and listening to what get what I just heard. Greg does a great job of of speaking very carefully. And everything he says, the way he says it, is is important. And if you if you haven't watched all of the Patriot Games uh, podcasts, you should. You should you should turn everything off and listen to them very carefully. And if um, if you didn't watch last night's show with Trennis Evans, I highly recommend it. Um, and I'll tell you what, let me just, uh, as soon as I get uh, this done, I'll, I'll get you the link out there. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Phillips, for retruthing that yesterday. My my truth has been going crazy lately. Brian Cates retruthing me a couple times in the past week has just lit up my truth. Much love, brother. It's good to see you out there trying, trying to do what you do as well. And then Greg hit me up yesterday, and I'm like, why is my phone constantly going off? <laughs> but um, thank you, uh, Greg. And I know... Um, I know I've been in your prayers, um, and, and thank you. Um, I want to have you on soon. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to have you on when I'm, when I'm 100. Um, so I'm waiting until I get there. <laughs> um, do you guys remember archive anon? Do you remember anonymous anon F a M O U S these names go way back. These names go way back to the beginning of the movement. They have been infiltrators from the beginning. Archive Anon and Anon Famous have been infiltrators from the beginning. If they, I, it would not surprise me one bit if they're not, if they're blo- both glowy accounts. We've I've tried in the past to raise awareness about these two accounts to to people in this audience to which I have been been slandered as a glowy myself. Now we have these clowns doing everything they can to smear and attack Greg Phillips. And I'm, I keep asking people, when are you going to stop following accounts like these that continue to just glow? This dumb fuck, a non-famous... It's starting to make sense to everyone as to why Greg Phillips wanted everyone off a of telegram. He desperately wants to control the narrative of the entire movement. He doesn't want anyone to disagree with him. This new website of, of his represents the super ego of Greg Phillips, says an unfamous. Huh. Really, the idea behind Open.Inc. is exactly the opposite. (laughs) So what does that tell you about this glowy? Well, Greg says this. So all 5,000 of you with the beta, helping with the beta of Open.Inc. are now feds. Yes, Greg, I am. I apparently... I am an insider fed. It's obvious. I haven't been arrested. I mean, geez, what else? Yet. (laughs) Dumb, dumb food. (laughs) 
Anyways, the actual goal of Open.Inc. Where'd you go? Oh, there it is. The actual goal of Open.Inc., your first look. I played around with this last night while we were hanging out with... um, with the fallen one doing just a couple of live digs on stuff, just kind of seeing how it works. The first thing I searched was my last name. <laughs> nope, not in there. All right, good. The purpose of open.inc for you illiterate dumb fucks out there that have nothing better to do than to point fingers at other people is this. First of all, I love this picture. Um, looking like the behind the scenes of the filming of uh of 2000 mules that looks like like Dinesh there or at least a presentation of them so awesome picture there Open.Inc. launches AI-driven search. The future of research is here. Open.Inc. is excited to announce the beta launch of our new AI-driven research platform. We're starting with a user group of 5,000 people. If you've received login info, you're one of the 5,000. Please dive in, search around, and share your feedback with us. We have been working for many months to create a new kind of search experience, one that allows researchers like you to search across a variety of data types, documents, audio, video, images, to see all relevant information across a spectrum of stored information. This beta testing period will only last for a few weeks, but will provide an invaluable opportunity for our developers to identify bugs, refine features, and optimize the user experience when we open the floodgates to over 50,000 researchers who have already signed up. So if you're still waiting, Soon enough, we are adding new data sets every day. The current data sets that are in this archive are these. True the Vote, January 6th, Twitter Files, Fauci's Lies, The Tiger Project, Open Records, CIA Archives, The FBI Vault, China Files, Legal Transcripts, and Telegram. Open.Inc. will revolutionize the way we search. Through the use of advanced artificial intelligence, Open.Inc. is creating a smarter search experience that allows users to get the exact results they're looking for with minimal effort. In addition to our search engine, Open.Inc. will support a range of other features, including custom queries and research services, exposure to open source intelligence research tools, in-app chat with fellow users, premium user newsletters, training, and more, all in the spirit of freedom of information. This is an incredibly powerful tool that makes research easier than ever before, whether you're looking for a specific subject, broad topics of interest, or just real answers to real questions, Open.Inc.'s vast database of unfiltered data and documents can deliver the results you need in seconds. Open.Inc. aims to set a new standard for supporting how researchers search the internet for buried intelligence fast, no filters, nothing hidden, and growing every day. Welcome to Open.Inc. There you go. So I'm going to play around with a little, bit, a little bit of this in the second hour, but I wanted to address that right off the top. Secondarily, I want to address the, oh, first, um, the, thank you all for retruthing uh, the show announcement today. Um, the um, Patriot Games, geez, I got a shit ton of alerts in here. Citizen Press has just been going off today and I can't find anything. Um, 
the Patriot Games episode from yesterday, or that was uh, that I saw yesterday. Anyway, it was from a few days ago. Uh, let me get you the link for that. Also, man, look at that thing. Get me in there. That's a fish right there. That's got to be a lot of fun, man. God bless you guys. Uh, let's see. Congratulations to Sarah Huckabee. Indeed. Um, ah, my spaghetti last night was uh, or absolutely freaking delicious again. Man, I'll tell you what. I can cook. <laughs> oh, man. Where is my freaking thing at? Holy crap. I truth too much. I can't find anything. Ah, might as well hear that again. Mainstream media. and said, you're going to all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's. Fuck, Fuck you. You. War. Uh, the great one himself. Um, okay, I'm still trying to find... I'll tell you what, you know what the best way to do this would be? The best way to do this would actually just go over here, Patriot Games. Instead of trying to search my freaking thing, and uh, we pop over to here. And I get you the link to the real Patriot Games. Haha, look at that. On the ball today. Fox Laker, God bless you. Thanks for being out there on the. D Live, thanks guys. T Luke, Lisa, True Girl, Soul Flyer, thanks for the new follow. Do me a favor, please. If you have not listened very carefully with no distractions to every single Patriot Games, you should. You should. Um, that I don't know, Palladius. I I have been um obviously disconnected with them. Uh, since they got arrested and the rest. So, um, yeah, there's a whole lot of behind the scenes on all that. That <laughs> is part of my fun, too. Anyways, moving on. President Trump, please, please, please. I, I, I never ask you to, to turn everything off and listen to somebody's podcast like that. If you want to really hear more about Greg, and the mission, and why I am all in, you should watch them all with no distractions. President Trump, today, with a four-minute announcement. The now-famous Twitter files have proven beyond all doubt that the corrupt officials at the FBI have been coordinating a massive censorship, surveillance, and propaganda campaign against the American people, and frankly, against me. In the most recent and notorious example, the FBI worked to stop the truth from being told about the Biden family's criminality. They worked so hard to stop it from coming out and the corruption prior to the 2020 election. They didn't want any bad information to come out about the Biden family. The fix was in. The election was rigged. But the censorship of the laptop from hell is only the beginning of the story about the weaponization of government against free speech. We must have free speech in our country. We must have a fair and free press. As recent reporting shows, the FBI and other rogue agencies have been systematically colluding with former national security officials placed in high positions at Twitter and very likely other companies to advance their censorship regime, which is really, in this case, to steal 
an election. This anti-American effort, and a very illegal effort at that, has been working to silence dissenting opinions on COVID and crucial issues on public health and on the election and elections in the future. They suppressed doctors and health experts who dared to question approved public health narratives. They censored voices who criticized school closures, lockdowns, and mandates. And they even banned people simply for stating proven scientific facts. And anything bad about China, they didn't want out. But anything bad about Biden and the Biden crime family, and that's what it was, just look at the laptop from hell. They didn't want that coming out under any circumstances. What they wanted coming out was anything bad about your favorite president. Hell. Hey. My president was talking. From hell. They didn't want that coming out under any circumstances. What they wanted coming out was anything bad about your favorite president, me. Anything bad about Trump, put it out, even if it's not true. But this all had nothing to do with science. This had nothing to do with saving lives. It had everything to do with politics or a sick ideology. This was about government working with powerful corporations to seize power over you, the American people. And we can't let that continue. The Twitter files prove that we urgently need my plan to dismantle the illegal censorship regime, a regime like nobody's ever seen in the history of our country, or most other countries for that matter, to prosecute the perpetrators for their crimes, and to restore free speech for all Americans. So important. We need a free press. We need free speech. We need fair elections. And we need borders. The new Congress should immediately hold hearings to investigate the role of the FBI and other federal agencies in censoring lawful speech. Congressional leaders should promptly issue subpoenas in furtherance of this goal. The revelations also highlight why my proposal to end the revolving door between the deep state — and there is a deep state indeed. I wasn't a believer, but everybody's a believer right now. And the tech <laughs> yes, tyrants is so important. There must be a seven-year cooling-off period before any employee of these powerful agencies is allowed to take a job at a major platform. When I'm president, we will take back our freedoms. We will take back our country. I can't wait. I wish you were back already, sir. I really do. We need you now. <laughs> oh, man. President Trump with that today. Um this stuff, I, I I was listening to 412 and, and um, Drunk Pinata, and I think Drunk Pinata is all over it on this one. Something doesn't seem right about these things, man. It really doesn't. This seems like, wh why is NBC the one talking about all of these second batch of documents that are found and stuff? I... I really, I, I really appreciated that discussion that uh, Drunk Pinata and 412 were having just before I went live, uh, but they were talking similarly about the same kind of idea of why is NBC News so quick, so quick to put this stuff out there all of a sudden? Like when, when did NBC News come become the breaking news source that everyone goes to for, you know, for information? So it does make me wonder if this is a kind of counter move ha thing happening here. If they're trying to get ahead of something that's behind the scenes that they don't want public. So shiny object, 
And then next week, oh, see, yeah, the, these were all uh, marked classified documents, but were declassified or something, or they're 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 not actually classified documents anymore, or or they were treated. You know, I think Drunk Pinata is right on point there. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because I, NBC News, and I just don't get it. Something's not right with these with this whole story. Um, so I think uh, 412 and Drunk Pinata and TN Homesteader are right over the target on that. There's there's something different here. Um, and if you're anticipating a special counsel to what? To cover all this up? Because that's what would happen with a special counsel. So there's that. And then the uh, the university that had uh, Biden's uh, think tank also hosts factcheck.org and has a contract with BioNTech gets paid for vaccine sales and FDA approvals. Patrick Holly a year ago, <laughs> February 7th, put this article out there and he's recycling it now for obvious reasons. He's like, oh, you guys are finally wanting to talk about this, huh? The University of Pennsylvania, which hosts and funds Joe Biden's think tank called the, Pre the Penn Biden Center, directly profits from the sale of Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna coronavirus vaccines. The university gets more money if vaccines are sold. The University of Pennsylvania also gets milestone payments when the Biden administration's Food and Drug Administration approves Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, which represents a massive conflict of interest, of interest for Biden, does it not? They don't care. They don't care. Patrick Holly, I've been keeping an eye on you, brother. I know you're still doing work out there and, and you get slammed because you are an outside the box thinker and journalist too. I'm still going to keep an eye on Patrick Holly because he's got a lot of stuff out there that of digs that he's done in the past that are far, finally starting to, Oh, we can recycle that one now too, huh? So shout out to Patrick Holly, a uh, friend from PSB. That's still doing great work out there. Abolitionist. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. So there's that. Now let's get to this. Let's have this. Let's hop straight to this. This is going to take me a little bit of time, but I want to read this to you. Um, back to the, the the opening discussion that we were having about faith and um, evangelicals, especially, um, you know, falling for the division tactics of you don't believe as me, so therefore you must not be a godly person or, or you don't act the way I expect you to act. So therefore you must not live in the faith. Beyond all that, <clears throat> some perspective <clears throat> from Pope Benedict, man, that coffee is delicious. I'm on, I'm on a roll with delicious coffee lately. Benedict the 16th. It's the time of the antichrist in 2015. Pope Benedict the 16th wrote a letter to the Catholic statesman, Vladimir Palco urging prayer against the expanding power of the Antichrist. All right, let me see here. Clear my throat and let's get this moving here. Hot damn. In November, I was visiting Bratislava and had a dinner with my friends Vladimir Palko, pictured above. Hello, Mr. Palko. You look like my long-lost uncle. <laughs> All right, where are we? Uh, a mathematician, a mathematician, and retired statesman, and Jaroslav Deniska, editor of conservative magazine Standard, 
Vlad always one of my sources for lives not by lies. Live not by lies, excuse me. We were talking about the ailing Pope Benedict XVI. Vlad all mentioned that in 2015, he received a letter from Pope Benedict XVI as Pope, Pope Emeritus. Oh, Vlad all a member of, the, member of the underground Catholic Church who went on to serve as interior minister in one of the country's post-communist governments had written a book called The Lions Are Coming. Why Europe and America are heading for a new tyranny. Added to the book list. Oh, it's in, I'm going to have to find an English version though. Huh? It's in German. Um, about the rising anti-Christian nature of West Western life and politics. The book had been translated into German. The hyperlinked under the title is to that edition. And a copy of it is found its way to Benedict from an Austrian bishop. Vladl was uh, grave as he spoke of the letter. It was very short, he said, and appreciative of the book. And at the end, the Pope Emeritus spoke of the Antichrist. Vladl did not want to say precisely what Benedict had said. He told us he would not release the letter until after Benedict died. Last week, I met Jaroslav for dinner in Rome. We were both there for Benedict's funeral. I asked him if Vladl was preparing to release the letter. He said he wasn't sure because Vladl was getting cold feet. Vlado is an old old school Catholic. He was afraid of being a stumbling block to the faith of others. I urged Jero to encourage Vlado to say the truth because it's important for the world to know how the Holy Pope who had just who just us the how the Holy Pope who just us read the times read the sign of, I'm sorry because it's important for the world to know how the Holy Pope who just us read the sign signs of the times. I, yeah, that, that sentence is just... Anyways, today, Standard published a short interview with Gerald conducted with Vlado in which he revealed the contents of Benedict's letter. Here is an excerpt from the interview, which I've translated via Google into English. When you reported the letter for the first time, you decided not to publish part of the text, noting it was not the right time to do so. The reason was sensitive content and concerns that the late Pope expressed about the state of the Catholic Church. Could you elaborate on exactly what it was? Yes, it's like that. The letter is not long. It has 12 lines. In the second half of the letter, there is a sentence about three lines long in which Pope Emeritus makes some striking claims. The sentence reads as follows, quote, We see how the power of the Antichrist is expanding, and we can only pray that the Lord will give us strong shepherds who will defend his church in this hour of need from the prayer of evil. Hairs on my arms just stood up. Stay with me, Lord. In German, it reads like this. That. Man, that was, um, that was powerful, whatever that was. What did you think then? And what do you think about it today? 
Concepts such as the expansion of the Antichrist power, the church in its hour of need, and the need to defend the church from the power of evil are serious and weighty. All the more so because they were uttered by a person in whose expression throughout his life accuracy was combined with the appropriateness of the terms used. He delivered serious public messages even as Pope, but these formulations are several degrees more urgent. The situation of the world and the church troubled the Pope Emeritus very much. He was obviously suffering from it. I think about it very often, but I do not care to interpret or interpret his statements. I would consider that presumptuous at this point. I'm just a Christian former politician, and I don't feel competent. As a politician, I adhered to the magistrium of the Catholic Church and did not back down in any fight. However, I rarely comment on the church and only on details. To express some fundamental judgments about its state in general requires both a person who is a better example of Christian virtues and a more theologically sophisticated one. It's a job for saints. Benedict wrote about the Antichrist in his first book about the Jesus of Nazareth. It was the part where he discussed the temptation of Christ by the devil in the desert, where the devil appeared as a theologian. In Ratzinger's words, the Pope also recalled Solovov's famous legend of the Antichrist, which is a short fictional prose where the Antichrist receives a doctorate from the University of Tubingen. The funny thing is that Ratzinger himself once taught there. The Antichrist appears here as a great humanist. He fights against hunger. He is on the author of the open path to well-being and peace in the world. Pete, uh, Benedict uses this only as an illustration that even the interpretation of scriptures can become a tool of the Antichrist. Benedict uses this only as an illustration that even, quote, the interpretation of scriptures can become a tool of the Antichrist, unquote. As a theological scholar, he criticized certain behaviors of scholars and theologians. He reminded and he reminded that the Antichrist does not have to look hideous, that he does not have to uh, recognize to be recognized as evil, but he can appear acceptable, benevolent, benevolent as a humanist who, however, goes against God. What is the figure of the Antichrist for you? I note that with a smile... Politicians, even former ones, do not usually use this term. But when you insist it, it could be someone who, with extraordinary influence who pretends to be more merciful than Christ. You decided not to publish the letter and wait. Even now, after the death of Benedict, you waited more days. Why such caution? It's just ordinary human caution and hesitancy. At that time, seven years ago, I wondered why he would write such an unusual words to a person that he, didn't, he did not even know. Now the question has returned. With the death of Benedict XVI, something is coming to an end, and I myself want to conclude some things. Hmm. Where did you take, what did you take from that letter then, seven years ago? 
In that year, 2015, I thought that I would certainly not be wrong if I take to heart the words of Pope Emeritus about the need for prayer. Since then, I regularly prayed for the church on my way to work. Before praying, I always said in my mind that it is for the Pope, for the Pope Emeritus, and for all the pastors of the church. Amen. After Pope Benedict XVI resigned, it caused great astonishment and criticism. However, the former Pope did not remain completely silent. He published several texts and books and sometimes statements from private conversations or letters such as yours were published. Benedict, in short, from seclusion, but still communicated with the world. Since you were part of it, and at the same time you didn't talk about it, but you thought a lot about it. What do you think today? Why did the Pope step down, which he is felt more urgent than serving in the chair of Peter, which he felt was more urgent than serving in the chair of Peter. And what did he try to convey to the believers from seclusion? Hmm. Interesting, right? Perhaps he honestly no longer, shit, sorry. Perhaps he honestly no longer believed that he was capable of solving problems and humbly chose to leave. Perhaps he felt other pressures, which he will probably never know. Perhaps in any case, but in any case, it strikes me as the decision of a responsible and humble person. And what did he try to convey to the faithful from his retreat? While what he wrote in the letter that the situation is serious and we must pray to only the Lord of history. Hmm. Since you are talking about the end of an, of an epoch, what are the characteristics of the new epoch? Epoch, epoch. How is it different? I will only say what everyone sees anyway that the epoch begins with enormous tension in the political and spiritual spheres. Therefore, there is considerable uncertainty. In connection with Benedict's legacy for Christians, but not only for them, four principles have come to mind as we enter this epoch. epoch. The first is that there are things you can never back down on, and trying to avoid fighting for them is a grave mistake. In Slov Slovak politics, I witnessed this very mistake for, very, for many Christians. The second one is that we must examine one's motives and humbly start from, from one's self, not immediately think of one's neighbor as the culprit. And the third, Benedict XVI, he emphasized so many times that faith and reason complement each other. You have to stick to your mind. You also have to stick to your mind. And finally, that you need to pray for strong shepherds who can defend the church from the power of evil. Once again, the words of Benedict the 16th in 2015, quote, as one sees the power of the Antichrist spreading, one can only pray that the Lord will give us mighty shepherds to defend his church against the power of evil in this hour of need. It is quite astonishing that the Holy Pope read the signs of the times and saw the coming of Antichrist. His resignation looks different in that light. 
Perhaps he believed that in his sickness and frailty, he could not lead the church through the coming apocalypse. But this is not the first time Benedict spoke of ours as being a time of the Antichrist. In his authoritative biography of Benedict, Peter Seewald quotes Pope Ratzinger saying, quote, The true threat for the church, and thus for the Petrine service, does not come from this sort of episode. It comes instead from the universal dictatorship of apparently humanistic ideologies. Anyone who contradicts this dictatorship is excluded from the basic consensus of society. 100 years ago, anyone would have thought it absurd to speak of homosexual matrimony. Today, those who oppose it are socially excommunicated. The same holds true for abortion and the production of human beings in a laboratory. Modern society intends to formulate an anti-Christian creed. Whoever contests it is punished with social excommunication. Being afraid of this spiritual power of the Antichrist is all too natural, and what is truly needed is that the prayers of the entire diocese and the world church come to rescue and resist it, unquote. The lions are really coming. I see more and more why Pope Bishop the or um, Pope Benedict XVI approved his secretary, Archbishop Gonswain, publicly endorsing the Benedict option in 2018. I only wish he had been able to read Live Not By Lies. Last week, I quoted the passage from an interview the Catholic World Report once did with a biographer, uh, Seewald. CWR says, why did young Ratzinger quickly gain so much attention as a priest, professor, and theologian? Seewald, it was because of the way the world's youngest theology professor held lectures. The students listened attentively. There was an unappreciated, excuse me, there was an unprecedented foolishness. Uh, okay, let me try this again. There was an unprecedented freshness, a new approach to tr- tradition, combined with the reflection in a language which, in this form, had not been heard before. Ratzinger was seen as the new, hopeful star in the sky of the- theology. His lectures were taken down and distributed thousands of times throughout Germany. Huh. Yet his university career almost failed. The reason for, for this was a critical essay from 1958 entitled The New Pagans and the Church. Ratzinger had learned from the Nazi era. The institution alone is of no use if there are not also the people who support it. The task was not to connect with the world, but to revitalize the faith from within. In his essay, the then 31-year-old noted, quote, the appearance of the church of modern times is essentially determined by the fact that in a completely new way, she has become and is still becoming more and more the church of pagans, of pagans who still call themselves Christians, but whose truth have become pagans. Hmm. Interesting. After we talked about the Jesuit infiltration into the into South America, into the Jesuit church in South America, on how uh, the radical leftists infiltrated the Jesuit church that Ratzinger comes from, with that perspective is where I read this. <clears throat> um, 
Very interesting. The task was not to connect with the world, but to revitalize the faith from within. This is the Benedict option approach. Not to connect with the world, but to revitalize the faith from within. This is the Benedict opt-in approach. Not to hide away from the world, but to shore up the church's defenses in the hearts and minds of every professing Christian so that we can be resilient and remain faithful in the trials to come. It can't be emphasized strongly enough that Joseph Ratzinger saw that a society was only superficially Christian, like the Germany in which he grew up, would not be strong enough to resist powerful new anti-Christian ideologies. I'm sorry again to quote something I wrote last week, but in the light of the letter that Vlado Palco has now made public, I think it's important. In a thin book published years ago, an influential philosopher, Giorgio Agamben, wrote, When he was still a young theologian, Joseph Rassinger studied the thinking of Tychonus, a theologian of the 4th century, who said that the body of the church is divided into a dark and evil church and a righteous one. In the present state, the two bodies of the church are inseparably commingled, but they will divide at the end of time. The church, the future pope wrote in 1956, is until the last judgment, both of the church of Christ and the church of the Antichrist. Quote, the Antichrist belongs to the church, grows in it, and with it up to the great separation which will be introduced by the ultimate revelation, unquote. Wow. The Antichrist belongs to the church, grows in it, and with it up to the great separation, which will be introduced by the ultimate revelation. Hmm. I'm wondering this morning whether or not Benedict XVI believed it was his mission to purify the church before the end by allowing the mystery of inequity to reveal itself fully. No, I'm not saying Francis is the Antichrist. The Antichrist will be a political leader. I'm saying that the forces rapidly reshaping the West by destroying what's left of its Christianity, even within the Catholic Church, are the forces that will ultimately draw history to its close. I think it is possible. This is speculation. That the gentle Benedict at last conceived of his mission as Pope as drawing out evil and allowing hell to do its very best so it can be ultimately be defeated. The Anglican Bishop N.T. Wright wrote in his simple book about Revelation that this is the apocalyptic scenario that the only the final book of the Bible puts forth. That only after evil has done its very worst and the demon has exposed itself fully, can it be destroyed once and for all? I want to make myself clear. I'm not saying that this is what happened and is happening here. I'm saying it's a possibility. The approach Pope Benedict followed, strengthening a weakening, a weakened church from within, is diametrically opposed to the approach taken by Pope Francis, which is to, in his phrase, quote, go to the margins. Wherever I've clashed with Pope Francis Catholics about go to the margins, I've 
told them that's fine to go to the margins, but it's pointless if you have nothing to take with you to the people there. We live in a time in which Catholics and indeed most Christians scarcely know their own faith. We are sitting ducks for the spirit of the Antichrist in whatever form it takes. Look at this new church chart about the church attendance in the United States. Note well that it is not, does not, doesn't track overall decline among Christian groups, only the percentages of those who still profess to be part of those groups who go to weekly worship services. Evangelical from 1978 to 2018 has been on the rise from about 34% to about 45%. Weekly attendance among Christian groups, evangelical at the absolute peak. Black Protestant uh, still raising up from about um, 29% to about 35%. Mainline um, uh, uh, worship, I guess, is what the what that would be. Uh, weekly attendance from, you know, uh, still increasing attendance. This, this line here going down over time from 1978 up top here down to the bottom of 2018, 2020 is Catholic attendance in America. Sharp decline since uh, 1950s. The great society comes to mind. Is there any wonder why Pope Benedict was worried? Benedict's message to Vlado Palco about his Antichrist brings to mind this passage from his encyclical Spey Salvi. I'm assuming uh, one of his... Uh, writings, obviously. In 1794, in the text Das Ende Aller Dinge, the end of all things, a changed image appears. Now Kant considers the possibility that as well as the natural end of all things, there may be another that is unnatural, a perverse end. He writes in this connection, quote, if Christianity should one day cease to be worthy of love, then the prevailing mode in human thought would be rejection and opposition to it, and the Antichrist would begin his, albeit short, regime, presumably based on the fear and interest. But then, because Christianity, though destined to be the world religion, would not in fact be favored by destiny to become so, then, in a moral respect, this could lead to the perverted end of all things." Benedict is saying that there is no such thing as a spiritual vacuum. If people should one day reject Christianity, then they would come to hate it. And that would usher in a reign of Antichrist and the perverted end of all things. No wonder Ratzinger was so ap 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 apocalyptic. Excuse me. The English writer Paul Kingsnorth, in his recent convert to Orthodox Christianity, but he has been writing prophetically about the modern world for many years. He is doing extremely powerful writing on his substack, the Abbey of Misrule, added to my list, about what he calls the machine <clears throat> and his efforts to destroy <clears throat> everything human in us. In this essay from Unheard, adopted from his substack, also added to the list, Kings North surveys a number of thinkers, not all of them Christian, who have recognized that the world is hurtling towards what some call Antichrist. It ends like this. Augusto del Nose, 
is often referred to as a conservative or even reactionary thinker, but he didn't accept either label. Simple reaction, he said, was no solution to what was unfolding. Both nostalgia and utopia were ultimately fruitless as tools of resistance. If permanent revolution and the consequent disintegration is the baseline state of the world that denies transcendence, then the alternative is clear. A return to the spiritual center, a rediscovery or a reclamation of the transcendent realm in its place in our lives. This and only this is the alternative to reign of, of quantity and its attendant cast of gods, demons, and machines. <clears throat> what Moloch wants, Moloch whose soul is electricity and banks, is sacrifice. We must sacrifice ourselves and children to the robot apartments and stunned governments. What Antichrist wants is the opposite of transcendence. If the coming of Christ represents the transcendent breaking into the temporal in order to change it, then his opponent will herald a world of pure matter, uninterrupted by anything beyond human reach. Everything in the world is up for grabs. Anything from rainforest to the human body can be claimed and reshaped into the interest of advancing the realm of human will. It's the oldest story. The rushing power that runs beneath the age of progress, the energy of the modern world, the river that carries us onwards, where is it taking us? <clears throat> we know the answer. Humans cannot live very long without a glimpse of the transcendent or an aspiration dimly understood to become one with it. Denied this path, we will make our own. Denied a glimpse of heaven, we will try to build it here. This imperfect world, these imperfect people, they must be superseded, improved, remade. Flawed matter is in our hands now. We know what to do. What progress wants is to replace us. Perhaps the last remaining question is whether we will let it. I saw a clip today of Yoval Noah Hariri, the best-selling Israeli philosopher and Silicon Valley favorite. It's not long. You need to watch it. He sees free will being replaced by an algorithm that knows us better than we know ourselves, and he thinks this is good, that this is progress. Organisms are algorithms, he proclaims. Life is nothing but a string of numbers. We watched this, I believe, last week. Until Five today, minutes. nobody had the necessary computer and the necessary data to hack humanity. Even if the Soviet KGB or the Spanish Inquisition followed you around everywhere, 24 hours a day, watching everything you do, listening to everything you say. Still, they didn't have the computing power and the biological knowledge necessary to make sense of what was happening inside your body and brain and to understand how you feel and what you think and what you want. But this is now changing because of two simultaneous revolutions. On the one hand, advances in computer science, and especially the rise of machine learning and AI, are giving us 
the necessary computing power. And at the same time, advances in biology, and especially in brain science, are giving us the necessary understanding, biological understanding. You can really summarize 150 years of biological research since Charles Darwin in three words. Organisms are algorithms. This is the big insight of the modern life sciences, that organisms, whether viruses or bananas or humans, they are really just biochemical algorithms. And we are learning how to decipher these algorithms. Now, when the two revolutions merge, when the infotech revolution merges with the biotech revolution, what you get is the ability to hack human beings. And maybe the most important invention for the merger of infotech and biotech is the biometric sensor that translates biochemical processes in the body and the brain into electronic signals that a computer can store and analyze. And once you have enough such biometric information and enough computing power, you can create algorithms that know me better than I know myself. And he? humans an really answer. don't know themselves very well. This is why algorithms have a real chance of getting to know ourselves better. We don't really know ourselves. To give an example, when I was 21, I finally realized that I was gay after living for several years in denial. And this is not acceptable. No one cares. No a one lot cares. of gay men Literally no one cares. That's as much years. as this fucker they I can don't take. You, you guys know what I'm talking very about important I'll get this link out there if you guys want to watch the rest of it. That as much as a, that's as much as that as I can take. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Organisms are algorithms was a slogan Hariri brooded in his bestseller Homo Deus. Homo Deus. Homo Deus, Homo Deus, Homo Deus, Homo Deus, in which he wrote, having raised humanity above the beastly level of survival struggles, we will now aim to upgrade humans into gods, to turn Homo sapiens into Homo Deus. He's saying, and Elon is saying, Technology will make us gods. This is purely satanic. In Genesis 3-4, the serpent tempting Eve told her that if she only eats of the forbidden fruit, you will be like God. Here is Yoval Noah Hariri proclaiming it and saying this is a great thing, progress. The old German Pope who had lived through the bloodiest century in human history and who lived to see the near collapse of Christianity in Europe and in the West more broadly, as well as the disintegration of the natural family and even of a fixed idea of sex and gender, wrote to the author of a book about the coming anti-Christian persecution with these words, quote, we see how the power of the Antichrist is expanding and we can only pray that the Lord will give us strong shepherds who will defend his church in this hour of need from the power of evil. 
Benedict the Sixteenth knew what time it is. Do you? Wow. <clears throat> I'm uh, taking in, <laughs> reading it to you, <laughs> and and having to take it in at the same time. Oh. Um, you know, I'm starting to wonder if, um, my, my idea that, uh, Barack Obama is the antichrist is, uh, isn't right over the target. Rob Dehor, Drehor, Dreher, Rob Dreher, senior editor at the American conservative, the veteran of three decades of magazine and newspaper journalism with an epic, epic piece that I am so glad that we took the time to cover today. Uh, it took a little longer than I anticipated, but that's okay. That's okay. Considering um, the uh, the fun discussion and the and the interesting discussion, Belushin Fallen and I had till the early hours of the morning, um, right on point. And um, if you will um, take that for your own records, maybe reread it yourself if you want. Uh, check the books in there. Uh, check the um, the other dialogue and things that are in there. I will be doing that as well. And that is why it is the number one article of the day, my friends. All right, let me check in with you guys. How are you guys liking it? Thanks, Belush. I appreciate you. Damn. Um, thank you, Daisy Chains. That was very awesome, was it not? Um, very awesome. Thank you, Daisy Chains, for the gold pills. Belush, Sean Joe, Judy the Lady Pug. Belush with some dropping some shades on me, too. A bunch of, bunch of shades out there. Let's get some shades going. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, Belush, JC Bird, abolitionist, classical chick. Belush, again, who cares? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. You guys are freaking awesome with the gold pills today, and I'm glad we had a chance to spend some time on that awesome discussion. Again, I, you know, I, I get the criticism that I try to be a Christian man, and so, and I don't, and I'm a flawed Christian. Yeah, you're fucking A right, I am. <laughs> you're right, I am. But. What is in here is what counts. And um, maybe maybe those that are that are newer to the platform will pick up what I'm putting down there. It's not just me. It's all of you feeling, feeling the same as well. I'm going to try to find a way to get that book um, that's in there and other stuff as well. So um, got that stuff on the list. The Abbey of Misrule. I'm going to subscribe to Paul Kings North right now. And, um, oh, wow. Um, no, I can't afford that. So scratch that, but I will, I will keep him, um, out there, keep and try to, um, try to look for more of his work. Um, what's this? This is about 17 and a half minutes long of this article. The antichrist now rules us all. The age of progress has turned everything into machines and money. It's uh, some the foundational fight of, of what I've been fighting from the beginning. You know, I could say it's a Fourth Amendment thing, right? But really, it's deeper than that, isn't it? Um, I'll tell you what. Let me, um, this Substack, uh, let me get this out there to you. And I'll get these, I'll put a thread together um, on, the, on the platforms, social media, especially Truth. Um, I'll put those out there. Uh, after the show, as always, if you can't grab those links out of chat right now, um, 
you can look for them on my social media, Telegram, other places. I'll get them out there so you can grab them later. Also into the podcast as well. All right. Um, Fox Laker, True Girl still hanging out there on DLive. Twitch crowds out there lurking and listening and hanging out as well. Thanks for dropping all the links. Chris and Politius, I appreciate you guys very much. Hunter Deb, Johnny B, Comfortably Numb, PJ's out there. Good to see you guys out there. Thanks for being here today. I hope you guys enjoyed that somewhat long article, but I think it was worth our time. Um, many flaws here too. Yes, indeed, Gen- Genesepi. Uh, we are, we are all flawed. Uh, indeed we are. Genesepi, thank you for the cookie. Sean, Joe, Paulie, thanks guys very much. Much love to you guys. Thank you all very much. And the Rumble crowd's actually chatting today. Thanks, Alita. <laughs> Beachside's out there. Um, Gibbs is out there. Many others in the, in the, uh, crowd today. Thank you, Beachside, for the buy me a coffee over there on Rumble. Thank you very much. Rumble rant. Yo, friends. What's good? Good to see you out there. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining the show today. As always, got your email again today. Thank you very much. I appreciate your perspective. I respectfully disagree, but uh, hey, who knows? Let's see where it goes, right? Let's see where it goes. All right. The second article that I need to get to quickly, and then I got a bunch of shit that I got to fit into about a half hour. That should be good. So I have to keep it moving here today, guys. I don't want to keep you guys over too long today. I'm going to try to fit it in in the next half hour here, and I want to get to this. On that same kind of topic, um, <clears throat> Drollinger, a guide to biblical words that stump even seasoned Christian. This isn't very long, and then we'll rapid fire, we'll news blitz the rest of the show. Uh, check out Average Joe Patriot tonight at 10 p.m. Central. Uh, Ralph Drollinger in today's Western Journal. Man inherited a sinful nature through Adam at, at the fall, Genesis 3. As the Apostle Paul concludes in Romans 3.23, all have sinned, present perfect tense, and fall short, present tense, of the glory of God. That means all of us in here and now. Man's condition before God is perilous. We all sin and violates God's word that he has written on our hearts, so none of us can plead ignorance. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul writes, quote, That which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them so that they are without excuse, Romans 1, 19 to 20. Man's condition is so desperately wicked that we cannot reason our way out of sinfulness and find God by ourselves. Scripture teaches that it is God who reaches down to us. He does the finding and saves man. A magnificent good news of the gospel is that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This act of salvation is described by many specific words in scripture. These profound components of biblical doctrine of salvation are firmly known as soteriology. Soteros is Greek verb, which means to save. This Bible study, understanding all biblical descriptors of salvation, explains the doctrine of salvation and the words used to describe the process. Understanding these words and knowing that they are precious gifts from God will bless you in a special way as you learn about all that God has done on your behalf. Even some seasoned seasoned Christians draw a blank when asked to explain words used in the Bible. These words include substitution, atonement, propitiation, redemption, reconciliation, regeneration, adoption, and justification. Propitiation, for example, is defined as 
Atone, as an atoning sacrifice, speaking of Jesus Christ, 1 John 2, 2 puts it this way, quote, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. Baker's Dictionary of Theology defines propitiation hilasmos as averting of wrath by means of an appropriate transaction or sacrifice. It is the satisfaction of the violated justice. John Stott adds additional insight. In his book, The Cross of Christ, Stott writes, quote, It is God himself who in the holy wrath needs to be propitiated. God himself who in holy love understood to do the propitiation, and God himself who in holy love understood to do the propitiating um, excuse me, and God himself, who who is the person of his son, dies for the propitiation of our sins. God took his own loving initiative to appease his own righteous anger, unquote. Propitiation is God responding in mercy when we are due his wrath. Note 1, John 4.10, in, in this regard, quote, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. He sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. More importantly, the study reveals how man is expected to respond to these gifts from God. The importance of faith in the process is examined. Faith is a total commitment to oneself, to, to Christ. It is the volatile acceptance of God's gracious offer. The affirmation of the human heart of the works of God. Propestation. 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 Is that the is that the right way to say it? Propestation. Anyways, <laughs> I'm trying, guys. You know that I'm not. This isn't my. Um, this is from. This is much for me as it is for you guys. Um. Propestation. 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 Interesting. I got to say it 20 times so I get it right. That's the only way of me to learn words. Faith is a total commitment of oneself to Christ. It is the volatile acceptance of God's gracious offer, the affirmation of the human heart of the works of God. The word conversion means to turn around, to change one's mind or behavior. Acts 2620b, Paul explains salvation to King Agrippa, quote, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds appropriate to repentance. Paul is showing that true salvation is always characterized by a person's turning around. A person who has no desire to turn from his sinful ways is not really saved. Scripture speaks of conversion both in terms of man's responsibility to turn and God's turning of a man. Relative to the former, Isaiah writes in 55, 6, and 7, quote, Seek the Lord while he, sh while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the righteous may, unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and he will have compassion on him. He will abundantly pardon. Accordingly, Conversion is both the work of God and an act of man by faith alone in Christ alone, by his grace alone. A new international dictionary of New Testament theology in uh, Egesis puts it this way, quote, Conversion leads to the fundamental change of the whole life. It receives a new outlook and objective. 
It involves a complete transformation of his existence under the influence of the Holy Spirit. If you are a Christian who has never understood propitiation, atonement, regeneration, or other biblical descriptions of salvation, or if you are someone who is interested in knowing more about the pathway that God provided sinners to him, this study provides the biblical answers. I trust that God will use this study to speak to your heart in a profound way about the salvation found in Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Read the full study here. Indeed. I'm trying to put into words last night, you know, these things, um, you know, the first thing I did today when I got up was go look for, for more um, uh, intellectual um, sparking, more, you know what I mean? Wanting that wanting that mind. I got it finally, John Donas. I, at the end of the article, I finally got it. But after last night's discussion until about 5.30 this morning with Fallen and Belush and having that kind of, you know, stream of consciousness come in, I was looking today for this and... Um, I'm glad I found it. Um, how, how long is this? I almost kind of want to keep going with this, um, but I think we've kind of, I think I'm going to pause it there. That was a lot for one, for one show. Um, but man, um, maybe, maybe a topic for, for another show for you guys out there. Um, that may want to grab this. Here is the study. And again, I'll put a thread with all of this together right after the show on all my social media. If you can't grab those links out of chat, um, you can find them on all my social media after the show. All right. Whew. Man, my, my, the hairs on my body stood up when I read um, the, when I read those words, I want to, I want to read them again. Just, just to remind me the words of Pope Benedict XVI in a letter written to just somebody quote, we see how the power of the antichrist is expanding and we can only pray that the Lord will give us strong shepherds who will defend his church in this hour of need from the power of evil. Unquote. When we, we think about, um, you know, QAnons and Anons and how many of us have been brought back into faith and this, even having this discussion, um, it's awesome time to be alive, is it not? I'm glad I'm here with all you warriors. I know that. All you prayer warriors that are out there and all of you that have been helping to lift me up to get me through one of the most difficult times in my life when I have had the closest connection to God that I've ever had in my life has been the hardest thing ever. And to go to a priest the day after all of this happened, after my 15-mile walk and punishment and all that stuff for, for being a godly man, the, the, the spiritual advisor that I ran into when I needed... I just needed to be in a church after all of that, you know, and I'm just like, I, I, 
at the time I just was so confused. I didn't understand what was happening. My whole world was just shattered and, and none of it made sense. And it didn't, it, none of it meant anything to me other than my world was shattered. You know, none, none of this stuff mattered to me. And so I needed, I needed to be in a church and just pray. And I, I lit a candle and, you know, for my family and, and I sat there in the, in the front church pew with, with nobody in the church. And I sat there and I prayed and I said, Hail Marys and Our Fathers with just bawling my eyes out. Trying to, to speak the words while just completely losing it in a church by myself. And, um, you know, there was a couple of the the church um, workers finally saw me and, and um, saw that I had, I was obviously hurting um, and, and was, were concerned about what to do, <laughs> which was not the, um, was not what I was looking for in, in Mike Pence's congregation, by the way, um, or at least an affiliation of, of Mike Pence's congregation. Um, but I, but I, you know, I, the, the denomination didn't matter to me. I, it was, a, it was the closest church. It was open. I I'm good. Right. So they called in a spiritual advisor to, to meet with me, sat there the, at this point. I've been in this church for about an hour. Still can't, can't gather myself. My whole world's shattered. You know, I can't, I can't find anything. I, I'm, I'm, I went from you know, feeling the highest and the best connection and, and feeling, um, my mission from God, um, being pushed into, you know, trying to, to save my family and the rest with God. And the spiritual advisor comes and, and he is very clearly a, a pagan. (laughs) I mean, you know, I respect all denominations, but when you you go to somebody in that state of mind and you're looking for spiritual guidance, and the first thing that man says to you is, well, all the prophets lost their families too. What would you expect? Do you, how, in that state of mind, during this time, how helpful do you think that was to me? <laughs> well, all the prophets lost their families too, so, you know, you're obviously a godly man. And I went, I, I, was, I was so taken back by, by what he said, you know. Even the prophets lost their families. To put, to put my plight in a comparison with God's prophets. I just, so what, what, what started um, as a spiritual healing of prayer in one of Mike Pence's affiliated churches in my local area that I had been meaning to go see and check out. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to see what, what his denomination was all about and just kind of check it out turned into a debate with a spiritual advisor. 
I'm not kidding. That's exactly what he said. It ended up turning into a bait with my spiritual advisor, pulling me out of my hole of what I had just experienced. And you know what ended up happening? I ended up wiping the fucking floor with him and, and red pilling him. <laughs> you know, because obviously the way I had looked and, and I, I had not had a connection with God. I, I am not a, I am not a religious man. I am not on the level of this spiritual advisor who can spout Bible verses, snap, snap, snap. I'm obviously not informed as well as him and I'm not on the level as him. So therefore he started to talk down to me and, and treat me as if I was missing the connection with God. And obviously I was flawed in that I, I, I didn't have a strong connection with God is what, is what this spiritual advisor went from that to telling me the prophets lost their wives, their families to I'm going to lift you up with knowledge about the connection with God and what can help you as if I'm some homeless, you know, non-believer who, who obviously is, is in need of a connection here. So anyways, from there to the next church, obviously <laughs> to a different spiritual advisor and a different Bible, um, was given to me, which is over here on my bookshelf that I should dig myself deeper into. But what that spiritual advisor said was much different. What that spiritual advisor said is you are where God wants you right now. It is not a, it is not a punishment. It is not a result of the decisions of my life. It is not, although it is, um, obviously, but it is, this is where God wants you now. He's opening doors for you. He's, 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 he's clearing pathways for me to do more things in this goal of mine that I have to try to spread the word, even though I don't do it very effectively. And the words that I heard and what we read in that first half hour there, or that in the, in that presentation there was, was again, affirmation of that. And then also, is it not all affirmation for the uncensored family, the truth family? Is it not also affirmation for us, my, my, fan, my friends, even having these discussions? Yeah. Throughout, um, throughout all of the pain that's still there, And will never go away because it didn't have to be this way. Um, throughout all of this experience and you helping me get through these things, <clears throat> I've never again felt so much love from a community, so much compassion, so much want to, you know, know more about each other 
that's that's the truth of all of this, isn't it? The bickering, the what did Abe say on Truth Now? What the this, the that, the other, the the da 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 dots, all that shit's work local. Who who here is doing something locally? If you're not, then you're not effective, right? We look around and and take a look at what we've all done and what we're experiencing right now between all of us and man. We are indeed right where we need to be right now, even with all the pain. 10 minutes left in the shell. <laughs> I guess um, I guess uh, there's a reason why Fallen and Belush and I were up to 5.30 this morning talking about this. <laughs> Tori says, God kept me here for a reason when I shouldn't have made it and beat my brain tumor in 2015. This is why I'm here. God needed me here. God bless you, Toria. And all of you out there, thanks for being here with today with me, guys. I'm glad that we had this chance to have this discussion. I'm going to news blitz 15 articles in uh, 15 minutes. Sound good? <laughs> uh, man, the today's show... An hour ago, I was in or an hour before the show, I was in Belushi's chat going, I'm gonna make an omelet and try to throw a show together real quick. <laughs> Remember that, Belushi? <laughs> oh. All right. Logical fallacies. Define a fallacy. A misconception resulting from flaw in reasoning or a trick or illusion in thoughts that often succeeds in obfuscating truths. In facts, every day on social media and in conversations and in roundtables, you will see every single one of us use these logical fallacies, not even realizing it. And when you, when we did this three, four years ago on on our show, when we talked about this topic four years ago on the, on this. We tried to inform ourselves of tactics that glowies and bots were using against us on social media so that we could find the ones that were the actual shills versus the ones who were we thought were shills versus the ones that were glowies versus the dividers and all that stuff, right? Remember all that fun? Well, now it's coming more to light again, right? More people are being exposed for who they are and so forth, so on. And more questions are being asked. The formal fallacy you have the defined as an error that can be seen within the argument's form. Every formal fallacy is a non sequitur or an argument where the conclusion does not follow from the premises, from the premise, the bad reason fallacy, the quantification fallacies, the propositional fallacies and the syllogistic fallacies. Oh, symbolistic, symbolistic. That symbol looks like that symbol, therefore they're evil. That's a good one. Informal fallacies refers to an argument where whose proposed conclusion is not supported by the premise. This creates an unpersuasive and unsatisfying conclusion. Ad hominem attacks, ambiguity, ancidotal, appeal to authority, appeal to emotion, appeal to nature, appeal to ridicule. Appeal to, to, to tradition, argument from repetition, argument ad populum, bandwagon, 
begging the question, burden of proof, circular reasoning, continuum fallacy, equivocation, or a false equivocation, this is this, therefore that, uh, etymological fallacy, 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 <laughs> fallacy of composition and division, fallacy of quoting out of text, uh, kettle logic, middle ground. I'm just going to scan red herrings, um, shotgun argumentation, special pleading. The straw man argument is one of my favorites. The red herring is one that I, I am, 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 I will admit that I fall into. It focuses on, on arguing an irrelevant topic with the intention of distracting the audience. It usually happens when the orator finds another topic easier to outline. So the red herrings are the ones that I often find myself pointing fingers at and say, hey, or I use that as a, you know, as a bad argument. Anyways, the book of logical fallacies. If you have not seen this before, you can uh, improve your ability to discern by studying logical fallacies, logicalfallacies.org for more. The coup we never knew, Victor Davis Hanson in an article that I wanted to read, not going to have time, but... Very, very good article by Victor Davis Hanson in yesterday's American Greatness that I wanted to get to. Three minutes of, in fact, here, while I'm doing the news blitz, uh, you check this out. Flyover of Italy by Derek Byron that, I don't know, pops up in my, in my news feed that I, I just I wanted to see it. That's cool. Uh, no sound. Okay. Open.ink, I showed you a little bit of that. I'm running out of time, so um, we'll do some more of that on other shows tonight and tomorrow. I'm going to do some more digging on it. See you in court. Illinois Senate chamber pass, president says, uh, we'll see you in court after the Illinois state legislature passed a uh, unconstitutional gun ban yesterday. And <laughs> it's so it, these people are so stupid, dude. State legislatures trying to uh, push more gun ban stuff down the throats of people. When uh, there's really no reason for it. What the hell? Um, so anyways, yeah, everyone gaslighting over this stuff. Forget about it. As you guys know, the gun laws are, are strengthened. They're only going to be strengthened even more throughout time. At least 17 dead in the deadliest day of anti-government protest in Peru. Nobody around the world talking about protests all around the world happening. Um, and deadly protest in Peru, at least 17 people killed yesterday in protest in clashes in Peru. J.P. Morgan Epstein lawsuit amended by the Virgin Islands. The client list was shortened. Staley and Dubin ties unredacted. Um, let me see here. Uh, send us the unredacted version of this lawsuit to the Virgin Islands lawsuit to Veritas Tips. Uh, the original complaint notes that Epstein had an exclusive relationship, uh, extensive relationship with former JP Morgan executive, Jess Staley, who was the CEO of Barclays until he resigned in 2001 over his ties to the pedophile. However, one week after George's firing, the U S Virgin islands has filed an amended complaint, which significantly shortens the net high net worth clients list to just three entries. Remember we talked last week about the Virgin islands, uh, prosecutor being, uh, sacked or resigning 
And it unredacted the name that we already knew, Glenn Dubin, the owner of Highbridge Capital Management, whose wife once told Epstein's probation officer that she was 100% comfortable with Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein being around her minor children. Yikes. That's out there in the news today. 400,000 ineligible names removed from voter rolls in New York City. Uh, an article from Cheryl Atkinson that came in on January 3rd that is in my list that I keep forgetting to get to. But great news for New York City. Over 400,000 ineligible names removed from voter rolls. And that is going to continue to uh, happen. Judicial Watch filing that lawsuit and finally getting some voter rolls cleaned up in New York. More excellent work out there happening. After learning Twitter employs at least 15 former FBI agents, I searched Facebook. Says name redacted. What I found is alarming. Pretty cool video there, huh? <laughs> what I found is alarming. Facebook currently employs at least 115 people in high ranking positions that formerly worked at the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the DHS, etc. 17 in the CIA work at Facebook, 37 and from, from the FBI, 23 from the NSA, and 38 former DHS employees working over at Facebook. All but a few of the former intelligence agents, agents were hired by Facebook after the 2016 presidential election and after the FBI established their social media-focused task force, FTIF, Aaron Berman leads the misinformation policy team at Facebook. According to Aaron's public LinkedIn uh, profile, he's worked at the CIA for 17 years. Great, isn't it? Aaron states that his experience at the CIA included writing presidential daily briefings, leading briefings for cabinet members, senior NSC officials, and members of Congress. On Twitter, Aaron is followed by Yoel Roth and admits he's friends with trust and safety people at Twitter. Was Facebook coordinating with Twitter on info sharing to censor posts they deem misinformation? But of course they were. But of course they were. Andy No reporting from Antifa, another journalist charged with journalist charged with felony robbery. This whack job. I, I'm not even going to show you the picture. Charged with robbery, uh, second class felony, and several others, and booked on class A misdemeanors as well. More Antifa justice being handed out more recently as well. I've been keeping an eye on that as well. Look up! Bright green object will be visible in the Earth's orbit. 50,000 year event. Those who are into space and science keeping an eye on the sky will have a reason to be just a little more attentive and observant starting on Thursday. A newly discovered comet will begin zipping across the sky with complete but fun but deary glim green glow. Uh, astronomers spotted the comet, comet within a year of its time expected to be most visible from Earth. After this past, it won't be around for another 50,000 more years. Comet C-2022E3ZTF was discovered in early March and will be seen in the skies starting Thursday night. And then finally, I saw a bunch of people getting their Twitters back. Congratulations. Uncensor Anons. Jeez, will you? Will you already? I want my Twitter account back. That's all I got to say about that. 
Thank you all over there at the foxhole.app for all the gold pill love today. As we wrap up the show today, Liberty Bells, Genesepi, Sean Joe, Pauly, Daisy Chains, Belouche, Sean Joe again, Judy the Ladypug, Sean Joe, JC Bird, Belouche, <laughs> Classical Chick, all you guys, Liberty Bells, and the rest. Thank you all for the love, support, and prayers, and the gold pill support today. I appreciate you all. Go ahead and grab your scratch off right about now. Thanks all for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you all. D-Live crowd's been lurking and listening. Much love and God bless you all as well. Twitch crowd, I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. I failed my AP government test today. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Try not to do that. Uh, so they don't study what they're teaching you. <laughs> That's the best I can tell you. I'm kidding. Thanks for hanging out. Twitch crowd, much love. God bless you all as well. Let's see if there's anywhere I can go send you out there today. 30 shows out there. Joe Pags, Waterman's Life. Go check out Waterman's Life. Go watch some fishing. Go raid him out real quick and tell him Uncensored Family sent you over there on Twitch. And I'm going to go watch Fineo and some more of the other fishing out there tonight as well. Rumble crowd, thank you all for being here today. Sausage Launcher, Alita, Chris, everyone out there on Rumble lurking and listening and listening to the show today. I hope you enjoyed the, shade, the, the show today. I'm going to continue to try to do more outside-the-box thinking stuff like that today. J.D. Rich and all you guys out there on the, on the different platforms lurking and listening today. Thanks for being here today. I'll see you guys out there on other platforms lurking, listening, and probably running my mouth somewhere too much. Shut up already, Abe. Roger that. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. See you guys hanging out on the foxhole pill.net somewhere tonight. God bless you all. Have a great evening. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.